0: Hello and welcome to another week's episode of Cowboys Takeover. I'm your host, Jason Kent, and it feels so good to be back uh, after missing the last episode, the fantasy football episode. I know Rob and Aaron held it down. Um, man, I just love talking fantasy football, so I'm very upset I missed that one. Uh, but it feels good to be back and just recording just our regular episode, our regular Thursday episode. We're going to dive in a little bit today. We're going to you know, discuss what we can about uh, the second preseason game, you know, there are have there was some big news in it. Um, you know, a few injuries happened that we're going to we're going to discuss and um, any concerns that we may have about about these guys. Um, none of our big stars really getting any playing time right now is, you know, is that a um, kind of worrisome um, idea? Not giving them any real game time. Um, it just feels off. Um, but with the shortened preseason, that could change things. Um, and then we, we have another topic, not Cowboys related little bit but football related it could impact the Cowboys um but to discuss that topic I want to bring in my co-host my esteemed co-host Mr Aaron Drane- James Aaron James growing out the hair I love the look bud <laughs> I see you uh on the beach right now guns out with the shirts I'm digging it
1: thanks Jason happy to be here for another week's episode and we continue to inch closer to game day September
0: 10th oh that's, man Two weeks. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I got a fantasy football draft on Labor Day. I am so ready for this season to start. Me too. Me too. But, yeah, so so speaking of that, fantasy football news um, could have, you know, as a Cowboy fan and as a Cowboys podcast, I think um, it it would behoove us to talk about Jonathan Taylor and the Colts Mm -hmm. granting him permission to seek a trade. Um, I do believe Jerry Jones – did come out and mention, you know, you know, you have to look at it Um, and you look at it. My, my biggest fear is how good this kid is. And I really think um, the smartest team, the best position team could be the Eagles to go get them. Mm -hmm. Cause they have a couple of first round picks. Every mock draft you're showing or not mock draft mock trade. You're seeing for some reason, they're saying it's a second round pick. They're like, we'll get, you know, they'll get rid of him for a second i get he's in the last year of his contract but this is a kid when healthy is probably a top two running back in the league he does it all he started his rookie year with a bang came out his second year had an 1800 yard season last year hampered a little bit by injuries, so he only had 800 yards um you know but injury guys come back and and he's still a premier talent um is are you do you want the Cowboys to make a move at for him? Would that be something that would interest you, especially now that we lost Dalvin? Um, or you know, even the Eagles signing him with how good they are, does that worry you at all that he could make a team that's already you know a play away from winning the Super Bowl last year, even even mm-hmm. that much better this season?
1: Yeah. So a couple thoughts first. I don't. Th- I'm not really interested in adding him to our squad because ultimately he want, he's going to want to go to a team. I don't really see actually this trade being done without him uh, getting his contract. So That's a great point. So we're not going to be paying, you know, 13, 14 million dollars uh for a wide rest- for a running back I don't think anytime soon. Plus I think with the depth that we've shown and we'll probably have some comments more comments to share in our RB room uh tony pollard you know he he's up there in production he can be just as explosive and then jonathan taylor on any given play um i think there's just some you know question on durability du- you know jonathan taylor can do it all from he's a, he's a true three down back uh whereas pollard you, you really can't run him that same way he's not built the same way but i think our our play call mix anyways is going to make room for the other guys on our team. So I don't, we shouldn't really look to hamstring ourselves, but I find it interesting, right? You you know, Deandre Hopkins comes, becomes available. Everyone's like, Oh, Cowboys, you know, go after them. And then <laughs> our, you know, then then um, Jonathan Taylor, Oh, Cowboys. Yeah. know, will get them.
0: But Jonathan Taylor's a little bit different of a talent at this point in their careers. That's true. He, That's true if you're making a one year run at it and I'm not saying that's what the, cause the Cowboys are in position to, you know, be good for a few years down the road. But if mm-hmm. at that one opportunity, especially to really kind of give, take something away from the Eagles, like to me, cause I think the Eagles have, that's how we living here. We both know how he works magic. I don't know how he does it. This dude figures the cap out that he's a great GM, you know, he's very good. Um, you know, he brought them a Super Bowl, so for him to me, him making that trade makes so much sense because that's really all they are. Like, if you can take pressure, more pressure off of Hertz, it makes them so much more dynamic. And I think adding McCarthy already said he wanted to be a team this year that ran more. What better guy to add than and you know, two years ago the dude had eighteen hundred yards. It it's. If the opportunity presents itself, I think you're right in the fact that he's going to want to contract whoever he goes to. I think a lot of teams, that's going to be a sticking point. But if you can just say, listen, you know, we're, how many teams are you going to go to to get a Super Bowl? You can get your contract next year. We're in line to win you a Super Bowl right now. Like, worry about your money later. If you could do something like that, I'm 100% okay making it, giving up a second round draft pick next year. And Jonathan Taylor, to me, puts you over the top right now in the NFC or in the NFC. I think that he instantly makes this team a they should be the Super Bowl favorite for the NFC. So it's tough for me to say no if you can get him here and not have to worry about paying. That's my only thing. And, and he makes the Eagles that much better, which I think to me, it's Eagles or Dolphins are probably the ones making the move for him.
1: Yeah, you're probably right as far as those um those other options that they're not hit. him in Miami, man. That That'd that is pretty nasty stuff right there. It takes a lot more pressure off Tua and makes him I think even more dangerous. Uh, you know who I think should go get him. I think the 49ers should should be talking about a trade with CMC to get Jonathan Taylor and because if they can, I I don't know about the contract details, but hypothetically, because CMC still has a pretty high cap hit, I think for the next year or two. So if they can just offload that to the Colts, still give them an attractive pit pick, and then bring Jonathan in for 70% of that 75, 80, maybe max percent of that cap hit that CMC was giving them. You just got, you know, a lot fresher
0: legs. I don't want to say I, I don't hate it. It's tough to say. It's tough for me because I, I think McCaffrey fits what he does a little bit better with the receiving backfield. Um, But from a strictly contract standpoint, it makes makes a lot of sense because, yeah, McCaffrey, McCaffrey just feels like more injury prone. So I'd much rather have, mm-hmm. like you said, the younger, fresher guy. Um. Yeah, but he's going to, wherever he goes, man, he's going to make them. You just hope he doesn't go to one of those upper echelon teams. You know, if I'm Kansas City, I'm making a phone call now. (laughs) Like they could have just imagine Kansas City could have had him. Like they drafted Clyde Edwards Hilaire, could have had Jonathan Taylor. Everybody thought Taylor was the guy. Andy Reid overthought it the one time he messed up but hey he yeah. won two super bowls after so who am i to judge <laughs> um so enough yeah enough with with Jonathan Taylor we did have our our second preseason game this week um you know they of course they lost and again they they aren't really starting anyone of real impact um is that i get the fact you want to keep those guys healthy especially um with the injury we just saw which is to me, I think is going to be a pretty big injury. I think that kind of adjusts um kind of how you're going to play this season. And we'll go a little bit more into that, but uh is it worrying you at all that we're not really seeing these guys Dak and CD and, and Pollard and Micah, like in, in game play, like, don't you want to see him out there at least get a few reps in live action?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm very, I'm very torn. I, at, you know part of me wants them to be out there but you know since we've been doing this podcast these guys have been out running routes with each other building chemistry since march april uh, but at the same time yeah i'm sure they do that every year right but and they've been very rusty against in their home openers so you know it's tough i i i guess i would lean towards get them out there for a couple series um I would be more inclined to rest, you know, guys like our defense, our defensive linemen, you know, Parsons, D Law, you know, Mozzie's been getting some good reps. I think that's I'm okay with that. He's so young, yeah. and and needs them. We need to know what we have, but I feel like the the D line, you know, you don't really need all that much um, preparation, you know, just to go hit people and push people and and get around people. But yeah. the more time uh the positions where timing is more important like the white wide receivers of the world and tight end i I would like to see dak you know get out there but i'm a little bit i'm still a little bit um you know traumatized from what happened to romo in seattle
0: that's a great point
1: (laughs) it was it
0: was against seattle And my god i still remember watching that and being so upset and so hurt (laughs) that one yeah
1: and uh you know who knows you know how how history plays out if if that doesn't happen but um yeah so i don't know what what do you say about getting them some reps
0: i would like to see just because i know how important this season is for dak strictly from an outside looking in standpoint it feels like the dude you're always going to have pressure being the starting cow uh starting quarterback for the dallas cowboys but And with Dak right now, it's starting to feel like when Romo fumbled that ball against Seattle, it just seems. Yeah, it it (laughs) just it had that stigma on him for a long time. So, and nobody remembers. I believe he's the highest rated quarterback, or he was at one point the highest rated fourth quarter uh, quarterback of all time. Like they don't remember that; they remember the bad plays. And the problem for Dak the last two seasons is what we remember is him choking at the end of the game him really being the one that that cost him um so i this is a big season for him and he's going to have he he needs to play the best he's ever played so it makes me worry a little bit that he's not getting the luck because i do think just watching sports being you know i know i've never played in the nfl but it's different playing live and against your teammates it's just a different game different speed Um, so I would love to see him out there a little bit because I am worried because I think this is a huge, huge season for him. And I agree with you, Micah Parsons and those guys, you know, let them rest. They'll get enough, you know, let them eat during the season, but those timing positions are where you really need it. Um, and I didn't really want to have him play game three, but I guess with this new three, three week preseason, maybe, I don't know. I don't really remember if it was there last year or not, but Mm -hmm. I don't really remember when they played, um. I remember, you know, a few years back when it was always four games, they always played that third game nobody played. So, you know, I guess maybe they're all going to play, get some reps in the next next game.
1: Yeah. And I guess also what's just as important to note is that our first game is against the division rival and the New York Giants. So you want to be polished, as polished as possible, going into, into week one. And for those that don't know, I, I was actually at the – preseason game with the Giants and Panthers and uh, Daniel Jones was out there Uh, I think he might have had two two outings Uh, Darren Waller was out there caught a couple passes so you know they're they're definitely trying their best knowing that uh, you know that game once I think is more meaningful for them than it is for us Uh, because we're you know we're gonna I think we're easily comfortably gonna get 10 wins 11 wins but we we want to get that you know number one seed if possible.
0: Yeah, and opening up strong against uh, any division rival is is very important. Um mm-hmm. so yeah it, it worries me a little bit. Um especially but then the, the fear kind of does dwindle a little bit when you see things like Demarvion over Sean tearing his mm-hmm. ACL. So you know I, I guess you know there are some positives but it's full fo- like It's football these things happen so it's i get playing them you know less keeps them healthy but you you always i always feel like when we were younger there was never that many they used to go through two a days and not have the precautions that they have now feels like teams right now like they're just not things don't click as well as they used to early on and i think that has to do with the lack of practice and you know you're not out there a lot so these injuries seem to happen more but I think losing to Marion, I think that's a huge loss because I do think he was going to slot in as the third linebacker. Um, and I was reading today on, um, on the Cowboys site, they were talking about how now um, they're going to have a lot more. And I think it's, I think this works key, having all of those safeties, they're going to play more of that safety hybrid linebacker type of roles now, um, because, a guy that i was very high on jabril cox he's probably going to be the the guy to get the opportunity Mm -hmm. and he has the ability it's just can he do it but if if he doesn't work out i think you're going to see a lot of those safeties in the box which really worries me because then you're a smaller defense the thing we've struggled with run block or run stopping that becomes a bigger bigger impact so i i think losing losing him uh, has a real pretty big ripple effect I think on on the linebackers and safeties now.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Now, I am a big fan of Donovan Wilson. I, I haven't checked the update if he's going to be back for week 1, but he was that one of those safeties I mentioned before. He had I think close to 5 or 6 sacks in the year coming off the edge, so you know, very speedy up front, but to your point, you know, these safeties are up to like 30 pounds, or I don't know, maybe not 30, but they are typically lighter than your linebacker guys. And you can get pushed around pretty easily in the box. So you don't want to make yourself uh, vulnerable to those runs. And, you know, based on what I was seeing with my eyes and actually the amount of time that uh, Jabril Cox got on the field, it it did look like Overshone had Cox beat. Um, yeah, yeah from a, a playtime perspective, which I was a little bit, you know, I, I was, you know, proud of Overshone for, but I was disappointed um for Cox a little bit because he did show some flashes. And I know you were high on him uh going into, you know, during the offseason, you you mentioned him a time or two before. Now Damon Clark looks looks great. I think ultimately with Mozzie that you know holding the gaps, holding the the O line in place, everyone should should be successful um ho- hopefully that that's what it comes down to but yeah to your your to your point what you when you started off with is that with overshown getting that injury now it was like i he did make the tackle but it didn't look appear it wasn't like knee to knee contact but it does make you that much more hesitant to want to play anybody uh when something like that happens
0: yeah and it's tough. It's that double edged. I, in yeah. in sports, it's just going to happen. Um, but I even listen in the, uh they're talking to McCarthy, and he said a guy, um, you know, a guy that could be really vital is uh, J. Ron Curse. They think he can fill in. You know, he he talked highly of him in in that in that hybrid role as well. Um, but it, it, it's starting to worry some because you just don't have. I feel like they kind of have to play perfect at this point. Because they're going to be a smaller defense, a faster defense, um, which could be huge. And I think one of the things that could hurt a little bit, it doesn't seem to. It's something we have to touch on. Um, uh, Sam Williams, just recently, he was you know, arrested, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be a big deal. Um, Jerry Jones had already come out and said that he doesn't think it's going to take playing time away from the kid. So He was a kid who showed last year, I believe you've mentioned him on the show, had a pretty good Mm -hmm. rookie season, four sacks. Um, And, you know, Jerry said he's, you know, quote unquote, I have the evidence. I have it all. So, you know, to me, if Jerry's kind of that confident, it's it's not something you want to hear, especially with what happened. Um, And you just, you hope it's a learning experience and it's just when, you hope it is because he's a kid that last year showed he had a bright future. And like you said, our defensive line um, is stacked. So it's something he should make the team. He's going to make the team. He's still going to have playing time. So I think that's very good. Um, but and I was also a little impressed. He looked he had he showed moments. Deucey had that one touchdown run. Um, he didn't do much after, outside of that, but it just showed his ability to just hit the gap and make that one cut. So uh, that was impressive. Uh, You know, I was happy with the way Jalen Tolbert played. Um, I think he had a very good showing. He's a guy that I still think should um, he he could be fighting for that fourth receiver spot. Definitely a spot. You know, could be on on the return team. Um, So so those were guys that really that stood out to me. And the and the backup quarterbacks both looked okay. You know, they, they for the second week in a row they the offensive line did give up four sacks, but you're not you know you're not playing with a full deck so you know it's it's tough to judge right now it's nice to see the quarterbacks especially coop play well because it he's probably going to be the backup again um and it's nice to see guys like Tolbert you know play well in these situations when given the opportunity so i think that's what we could take most from you know from game 2 you know there's not really much to take from it because none of our real guys played
1: <laughs> yeah i'm i'm really high on on Deuce Vaughn if you look at the opening drive of the third quarter and you see them drive down, uh, Deuce Vaughn was in there and the amount of attention that that guy gets, um, a lot of play action on the drive, a lot of um, you know, tight ends peeling away for a, a dump-off pass. And midway through that, um, that drive, I said, man, this play calling is on point. And Michael Bennett said that a few minutes later he's like wow this play calling is great like it where you have their their defense off balance they're moving side to side um uh, so that made me think a little bit more like well so deuce Fond, yeah he's he can be electric it's going to be i'm really interested to see he's met all my expectations but i want to see how he's going to do with starters and you know the the best comparison we can do is the ultimate compliment is Darren Sproles because of his uh, just figure, you know, shorter, shorter guy, five, that five foot six range. Now Sproles was a thorn in the side because you just had to pay attention to where it was. And he demanded a lot of attention. So I think, and Deuce did the same thing on that drive. So I think that's something to look forward to. Um, I will also say I'm surprised, surprised. I'm most surprised about Rico Dowdle. the The way this guy, the speed that this guy moves with, I, um, I don't miss Joe Rojo at all. I really don't.
0: (laughs) He was a very quick, uh, quickest nickname ever. Now he's being dismissed. Is that what you're telling me?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Rico, man, I, I just love how he runs with the ball. He seems to always make that first guy miss when he's in open space. Uh, and, uh, I, I went in because, and I took, I pulled up this other stat and you let me know, Jason, if I'm overreacting (laughs) and I understand this is preseason, but in preparing for this episode, I thought to myself, you know what? In watching these games, I really don't feel like there's been that many penalties, um, which, you know, that has come up in, in, uh, seasons past with the coaching. So I pulled up first game, six penalties for 60 yards versus uh, the jags have 8 for 62 mm-hmm. so we had fewer against the seahawks six penalties for 45 i'm sorry that those first stats were the, for the seahawks in the jags game they had 13 penalties versus our 6 so six in both games for us i think i'm um, i'm i feel like um hey this this could be this could be our our year where we kind of clean that up because that's been especially in the playoffs that's been a a thorn in our side am, am i overreacting I want to say
0: no because to me it is you know while it is a different set of players it's it's the coaching like you have to have your team disciplined mm-hmm. and to me i think a, a second a second string unit that's still disciplined is a disciplined team so I, I don't think you're reading too much into it um i could be totally wrong though and <laughs> you know game one we could have 15 false start penalties because that's what the cowboys do um, yeah. But no, because it is, to me, it is a coaching thing. You have your team disciplined and ready to go. and So I, I do think it's a great sign. I, that is something I think we harped on a lot last year. And, you know, or, you know, well, me. I remember me and you talking about it. They just take too many penalties. So um, we've definitely addressed it on the show. So I, I don't think you are. I think that's a, that is a good, that's some knowledge you might not get elsewhere. <laughs> I'm just letting you all know, you know, Aaron does his work that's what he does um but yeah so that outside of that i don't know do we have anything else left sir i feel like it's Uh, kind of a short week it's tough nothing really happened i don't think they i tried to see they didn't do any cuts yet really um so we don't know you know maybe the only other thing that kind of worried me a little bit was kv on turpin you know he's not getting any kick return opportunities Mm -hmm. i don't know if i'm reading too much into that um But I guess, you know, in the upcoming days, we'll see who's, you know, when they start cutting the roster down and final uh, preseason games coming up. So like Aaron said, the 10th, right? September 10th, we're ready to go. Mm -hmm. Um, We we cannot wait. We're just excited for the season to start. Anyway, that doesn't know YouTube TV has the NFL ticket now. So you do not need direct TV and you don't even really need YouTube TV. You could just rent it from them. So there you go. That's a. I just plugged YouTube TV for no reason. So I hope they
1: pass. So I, we forgot to mention John, John Stevens, the tight end that I was high on in game one was the other injury. So, oh, yes, he was not, you know, not a major impact to the team because we have a lot of depth. We, you know, Ferguson looks great for, for one, you know, schoonmaker for two. Um, and then Henderson, but just really bombed. He, he showed really well. And, you know, hopefully he comes back uh, stronger um, next year, but he's de- he's out for the season. And um, for you listeners that did pick up Madden 24, uh, Jason and I were talking about, you know, when we're going to run that simulation and see what Madden says and and projects. Uh, we're going to wait for the 53-man roster to be finalized. So that way it's updated on Madden. And we'll spit that out And next episode. Uh, we'll be talking about, well, you know, final comments on preseason, as well as Madden ratings and getting into preparation uh, for that Week One game against the Giants. I have some some cool stats to share between our games with them last year. You know, same coaching staff, so we'll talk a little bit about what you know what we see coming down uh, for that game.
0: And I think what we can all take away from that, not to dismiss Aaron's, but anytime Aaron's high on a player. Apparently he gets hurt, so let's hope he doesn't get high on anyone else. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, I'll, dude, I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear that. I I just love. I remember I was watching over. I had a a friend, a Giants friend. I was over there watching one season, and uh, just right down the field. He, I think Giants scored with two minutes left, and Romo just drove him right down the field, and he looked at me and said, "It's over." I'm like, dude. Dallas is getting the boys like I know they're going to score <laughs> so it was, it was amazing so yeah I feel like it's and they always play each other well so I'm excited to hear everything that Aaron James is gonna be bringing to us um, I, I know you guys are all excited um, we, we we just want to thank you guys so much uh, we really appreciate the support we really appreciate the listens and again if you guys go give us a like or you know or dislike if you dislike us give us the thumbs down let us know why give us the rating on all anywhere you get your p- podcast if Spotify apple podcast go give us a rating review us let us know how you feel what you like what you dislike what we could add what we could do a little different um and then go give us a like on our social media pages you know dallas cowboys podcast on the instagram on the twitter and the facebook you know just give us a comment there again you know just reach out any concerns or you just want to chat us up you know we're here we'd love to hear from our you know people that listen to us we just we very much enjoy it and we just love the cowboys And we are we are so ready, man. How long? It's been a few months now. We're killing it. We're in episode twenty something now, and and finally the season's about to start, dude. It's about to start. I cannot wait. Thank you again, all. We really appreciate it. Hmm. Go Cowboys.